0: Hey guys, welcome into the Dynasty for Dummies podcast. This is going to be our first true podcast. We're going to be going through running back rankings. We have five tiers. So within the tier, the guy below, another one for example, isn't exactly worse. Within the tiers, I kind of structured it as adding a small something. You could convince someone to trade a player for another player. So say the bottom of player tier three could be traded for the player at the top of Tier 3 if you add in a second-round pick or just something small. But first, I heard something today. I want to ask what you guys think about it. The Ravens have proposed an overtime rule where instead of like flipping a coin and then offense-defense, one team picks where the ball is placed on the field, and the other team picks whether you play offense or defense. So say the Chiefs and the Ravens are playing an AFC Championship game. The Chiefs say they want to place the ball at the 20-yard line, so you have to go 80 yards to score. The Ravens can say whether they want to play offense or defense, and if they choose defense and stop the Chiefs, then the Ravens win the game. If there's no other possession, that's it. A stop's a win, they score a touchdown, you lose. Personally, I think this would be super cool. Um, it just takes, A, it takes the field goal kicking out of it, which, I'd get that out of here, but overall, I think that'd be a fun way to do it, but let's hop into this. You can find me on Twitter, Dynasty Dante, send me any listener questions, anything you got. Uh, any questions, any comments, anything, review, whatever you guys want to do. Also, leave reviews for us on Spotify and Apple. Uh, thank you, guys. Let's go. So, tier one, by himself, Christian McCaffrey. And also talk a little bit about each player, talk about their age, a couple things. So, Christian McCaffrey, age 24, obviously, stud. Like, no one's going to argue this. He is by himself. Um, I know a lot of people have had Jonathan Taylor in there with him or Saquon. And I just feel like, Jonathan Taylor's done it for one year. He doesn't really have that pass catching. Phillip Rivers is gone. So we'll see what they do with the pass catching because Naheem Hines is a really good pass catching back. Jonathan Taylor proved he was good until the playoff game where he had two bad drops. But we'll see what they do with that. So, Tier 1, McCaffrey by himself. 24, had been really hurt one year. That's it, last year. And it was all like, it was fluke injuries. It wasn't like he had one hamstring. It kept hampering him. He had the the collarbone later in the year that it was just so fluky all his injuries were so fluky so i don't hold that really against it tier two saquon i do hold injuries against him two years in a row missed the majority of the season now yes two years ago when he came back he did help people in a lot of fantasy championships but missed pretty much all this year with one injury but last year he had two injuries he had like the ankle and then something else where he missed time 24 all, also not on a Contract or McCaffrey has his long contract. Really bad team. I mean, like Daniel Jones is just not good, in my opinion. So, way less scoring opportunities. Teddy Bridgewater may not be the greatest quarterback, but he's going to get that team. Like, they're going to score a decent amount. And McCaffrey gets all the touches there, too. Saquon also gets all the touches, but he's just not on as good of a team. um So, yeah, Saquon tier two. And then the other guy in tier two is Jonathan Taylor. So, these top three guys, like, no one's really going to argue that they're top three. Maybe some will have like Cook or Kamara up in there, but I just I don't see that. I have them in the next tier. So Jonathan Taylor, everyone saw the breakout last year. He's a stud. Great offensive line. They're losing Costanzo, but I'm not too worried about it. They're going to be able to plug in left tackle. They have a ton of cap room. They were talking about moving uh, Nelson out there, but I would wish they not did that. I hope they don't do that because... Then you're making two positions weaker. Because what if he's not as good at tackle as he is at guard? Then you have a weaker tackle than you did, and a weaker guard than you did. Just leave him at guard. Figure out the left tackle, and you're good. So what I said earlier about the pass catching still applies. But overall, Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people had him in tier one. I had him in tier one until I talked to some other people and just got some more uh, other opinions on the fact. Uh, I love Jonathan Taylor. You convince me as a tier one guy. You convince me as tier two, but any lower than that, you're crazy. So tier three. This is where the tiers get really big. I have, I think, ten players in this tier. So remember, none of this isn't in order. Don't kill me because your guys at the bottom of tier three where you should be at the top. Um, these aren't in order. I cut and paste these guys to different orders throughout different weeks all the time. Uh, so oh, so I didn't say eight. Saquon's twenty four. Jonathan Taylor twenty two. So they're both young. That's not an issue. Um, tier 3. So here's where I have like a bunch of the rest of the rookies. Cam Akers, 21. Cam Akers is going to be a stud. I love Cam Akers. My only problem with Cam Akers is the injuries last year. He just could not stay healthy. But a lot of rookies struggled staying healthy the first year. No training camp either. So I'm not going to blame any of the rookies for a slow start. Because pretty much all of them had slow starts. The only one who didn't is Clyde. And that was a completely different situation. So Cam Akers, stud, you... I have no reason to be concerned about him. I would easily give up a mid-first this year plus something to get him. Um, Do whatever. Like, if you need a running back, Cam Akers, I don't think he's going to be as expensive as J.K. Dobbins or Swift or obviously Jonathan Taylor. So just send out some feelers. If you can pull him in, though, like, I like him a lot. And then right after Cam Akers, uh, J.K. Dobbins, 22. That Ravens offense is just so explosive. They're going to score so much. My only, like... He does have concerns. He's going to be sharing the backfield presumably with Gus Edwards. I don't think he's been signed back yet, but they love him there. I think they're going to bring him back. And then Lamar just takes so many red zone touches. But the thing with Lamar taking the red zone touches is that team runs the ball so much more than everybody else that his percentage of red zone touches is still going to be really good. His efficiency last year was insane. If you look at some of his numbers, like his yards per touch, I'm pretty sure he was at the top of the league for yards per carry last year. And that's what's going to happen when you're on the Lamar Jackson offense. It made Mark Ingram... who Mark Ingram was a good running back. It made him look elite two years ago, if you guys remember that. And J.K. Dobbins is an elite talent. He was my RB1 coming out. Um, just pre-draft based on talent. I know a lot of people had Swift of them, but I had Dobbins one. So he's... I mean, he's going to be a stud. I just hope that they give him the workload they started to last year. So he's good to go. And then right after him, Swift. 22. Now... Swift's an interesting one, because he's super talented. He was my RB2 coming out. But that offense has a lot of question marks. Now, they signed Tyrell Williams, who got released from the Raiders. They have Quintus Cephas, and all indications are they're going to franchise tag Kenny Galladay. So they'll have some weapons on the outside. And Jared Goff, although he's not like a world-beating quarterback, he has no issue distributing the ball to his running back. Now, is that Sean McVay? Was that Jared Goff? I lean more. That was Sean McVay and Jared Goff was doing what he was told. So we'll see. But I think that offense will at least be functional. So I think Swift will have the red zone touches. I don't see them bringing Adrian Peterson back. Matt Patricia's out of there with this whole running back by committee scheme. So I think Swift will be in line for a majority of the touches. He's great out of the backfield. He didn't have the greatest efficiency, but his O-line isn't great. The only concern is that's not getting any better either. So I like Swift. Um, I would have Dobbins and Akers above him, though. So, I still like him. Young guy, bad offense is the only issue with him. So, next, now we're getting some of the vets. Derrick Henry, 26. I mean, what do you really need me to say? My only gripe with him is Arthur Smith leaving. Arthur Smith's a really, really good play caller, play designer. So, we'll see how much that affects him and A.J. Brown and that whole offense. That offense is still gonna run through Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is 26, so he's one of the older guys on this list for sure. Definitely one of the older ones this high. But you know, you know what you have with Derrick Henry. If you're gonna ride with Derrick Henry till there's no use on your roster, great. Otherwise, now could be a decent time to move him, just because he's 28. He didn't, he did not have the workload early in his career though, so that does save him a little bit versus some of the guys like Zeke who came in and just took all the workload altogether. together. But I am not buying Dark Henry right now. That price is crazy high. I would be more a proponent of selling him, as would I. The next guy, Alvin Kamara. So 25. He was a stud last year. He won so many people leagues. Problem with Alvin Kamara? No Drew Brees, presumably. If Taysom Hill is the quarterback, you guys saw what happened to Kamara last year when Taysom Hill was the quarterback. His numbers just fell off a cliff. So do you really want to take that chance? Is the question. He's in tier three talent-wise. Most of these guys here could be tier one. It, the talent's not the question for any of these guys. It's the situation, it's the age, it's any of it. So uh, as much as I love Kamara as a player, um, I think I would be trying to move him. So here's the thing, with these older guys in the tier, Derrick Henry, uh, Alvin Kamara, etc., if you could flip them for a Cam Akers, a J.K. Dobbins, a Swift, for a team who values them higher right now and wants to win right now, I'd do that in a heartbeat. And some of these guys may be able to get, like, a third-round pick or just something a little extra. And now, I'm not the, like, highest proponent of third-round picks, but you can use those to make trades with other people. That's what I do. In trades where it's a little, I'll, like, take third-round picks from other people and then flip them into others. So, like, if I trade someone, they give me a third-round pick, I can use my two third-round picks and i trade for someone else. So, that's how I value it. But Kamara, he's great, but he just doesn't have the, he doesn't have the workload there. He doesn't have Drew Brees anymore, which is a big thing. And they're going to have to cut a lot of people, so that offensive line may be a lot worse. Next guy, Dalvin Cook. So as you can see, I kind of had these three all bunched together. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he just can't stay healthy. He was a monster last year, but he misses two, three games every year, which isn't the biggest deal in fantasy. But he's 25. He's getting up there in age. You don't love where he's just where he's going. Um, When you look at the guys on this list, there's not many guys over 25 that are good. And the ones that are, like Derrick Henry, like he's a monster. Dalvin Cook's not Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook's had multiple injuries. His first year, he actually missed all but four games. So he's a stud, but if you could move him for one of these young guys, I would. Next guy on the list who I'm insanely high on, Antonio Gibson. So he's 22, running back Washington, obviously, the football team. Um... his efficiency numbers are through the roof. When you look at, like, his red zone opportunities, I saw he had, like, 20 red zone opportunities and scored on seven of them. Whereas Cam Akers had, like, 20 and scored on one. And it's just the design of their offense was through the running back last year. Whether it was out of the backfield with McKissick, that's the only problem, is that McKissick's still there. Presumably, he's going to be taking up all the... uh, third down work but what people don't realize is gibson ran with the receivers at the combine gibson's no slouch out of the backfield that guy is a stud it's just whether they're going to throw the ball to him how they're going to run that offense this year is the question but i went out and i bought him for the 104 this year in a one quarterback league so i traded the 104 which at the 104 you're looking at people you're assuming harris is going to be gone Um, etn's probably gone chase is probably gone I mean, any of those guys could fall depending on landing spots. If you're looking at like a Javante Williams, you're trading straight up uh, Kyle Pitts and any of the other receivers. So I will take that trade. I will gladly trade my mid, high, mid first round picks for a bona fide stud. If I can do that, I'll do it 10 out of 10 times because you don't know where these draft picks are going to end up. Clyde Edwards O'Leary was the 101 last year, and you haven't even heard his name yet on this list, right? So. People tend to overvalue draft picks at some point where draft picks have a lot of value. But you need to realize that these young players who are studs already have more value. Next guy on the list, Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. Great player. Coming out, I loved him. He's he's 25, so he's on the older side. But he just he's going to share the workload with Kareem Hunt. So here's what happens. The first three quarters of that game, they're running Chubb. Chubb's on his way to a 45-point night. He's got 28 at the end of the third. He needs a couple more to get over all your bonuses. And then you don't see him. Kareem Hunt's got the whole fourth quarter. They keep him fresh. They run him the whole fourth quarter. Kareem Hunt signed an extension last year. So he's going to be there for a while. Nick Chubb doesn't get most of the pass catching work. That's Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt's getting the pass catching work in the fourth quarter. And they'll put him in for weird goal line situations too. Because they like him better in pass protection. So again, if I could trade Nick Chubb for any of these young guys, I would do it in a heartbeat. Now the next guy... Joe Mixon, that offense I think is going to be explosive, I think that offense is going to be good, and I think he's going to get a majority of the carries, I feel like the old mustache man, Giovanni Bernard, uh, proved last year while Mixon was out that he is not that kind of guy, he's a five touch a game kind of guy, so Joe Mixon, he has had, he missed what was it, eight games last year, he missed eight or nine games last year. Um, he could have came back, but they were just kind of like Joe Burrows out. We're not winning. Let's just get everyone fresh back next year. But the year before, he missed three four games. He, the dude's just always banged up. I don't know what it is. It's He's just always hurt. It's like him and Cook. They just always hurt, get hurt every single year. And you know it's going to happen. You're going to miss three four games. You don't know when, but it's going to happen. But overall, Nixon's not exactly one that I'd be selling right now because I don't think his value is extremely high. And I do like him. So, if you could flip him for one of these younger guys, I would, but I think you could also get... I don't, yeah, I don't think someone would give you that, actually. That's the only problem with Mixon. It's just people... So, I feel like people think he's older than he is. He's only 24, which CMC is 24. People don't seem to put that together. But I like Mixon a lot. And if I were to... Where would I put him in this year? I'd put him under the three young guys. i put him right in, like, the Derrick Henry area. Top mid... All right, so my last guy in Tier 3 is Aaron Jones. So no one really knows where to put Aaron Jones right now. Great talent. He's 26 years old, but no one knows where he's going to play football. Everyone wants him to go to Miami and say that, that would, like, boost him up in their rankings. But here's what people don't understand about Miami. They had the second worst offensive line last year, according to PFF, after the Chargers. Like, they, their tackles, they had, both their tackles were rookies. They drafted Austin Jackson in the first round and Ryan Hunt in the second round. And Austin Jackson was horrible. He was one of the worst linemen in the NFL last year. And Hunt was actually pretty good. But if they bring in Pennasil, I don't think they're going to bench their. I don't think they're going to bench Austin Jackson. They're probably going to bench Ryan Hunt, which therefore you're having you still have one bad tackle, and you can hope he takes a step forward. But then who's the quarterback there? If the quarterback's Tua, how do you feel about that? Is it going to be like dump off to Aaron Jones, which could be good, or is it going to be Watson? If Watson's there, Aaron Jones goes flying up everyone's rankings. But I personally am selling Aaron Jones. I sold him this offseason actually. Um, just pretty much I don't like the uncertainty that he brings. He could be good, but he's already 26. How many more years is he gonna be elite? I like to sell people a year too early versus a year too late, because when it's a year too late, then you're like look where Zeke's at. You know, Zeke is used to be if you could sold Zeke this year, last year at this time, you would have gotten anything you wanted for him. Now you can't even you can't get a high first round pick for him. You can get a, a late first, early second for him, and that's just not where I want to be on Aaron Jones. So just I got out. I'm just I'll let someone else deal with the risk. So heading into tier four, we have about six guys in this tier. So this tier you have guys of all different, just a whole bunch of different reasons to hear. here. First guy, Clyde Irizarry. Came out last year opening night. Looked like a stud. I had him. I was ecstatic. I was like, this guy's gonna be a beast. But he didn't convert in the red zone or the goal line that night. He had five carries or whatever and didn't get in. And then after that, it was just like they went away from him with the goal line. So they brought in Love Bell. But I'm not too concerned. I could, If you told me next year at this time Clyde Overjale was a tier two guy, I would not be surprised. Just because he didn't have the off season, They didn't trust him in pass protection. That was the big thing. But you do have Damian Williams coming back. And with Damian Williams coming back, that's going to take away some of that pass protection work, some of that red zone work, because they trust him. Andy Reid's teams, like, they're trying to win Super Bowls right now. They didn't have time to develop their rookie running back. So this offseason, I'm hoping he gets a lot of work, he gets better, and then they're able to trust him because they just didn't trust him last year. He showed all the talent. He showed, When he caught the ball, he was showing how good he was as a receiver. He was just wasn't in there on third down so because they didn't trust him. So he is a stud. He could be up at the top of Tier 2 next year. Um, right now I just have to have him down here because we don't know if he's going to make those strides. Next guy, Ezekiel Elliott, 25 years old. What a fall from grace. All the way down. He was with Tier 1 two years ago, Tier 2 last year. All the way down to Tier 4. He just did not look good last year. As a football player, he did not look good. And people can say, yeah, well, Dak, when Dak was in there, he was scoring. Was like, he was scorned, but he still did not look good. There were points last year where you could not trust Ezekiel Elliott in your lineup. So if you have someone in your league who's still really high on him and you're able to sell him, get out. Get out now. I have no faith that he's going to be able to be a running back one next year. You have Tony Pollard there, who they seem to favor down the stretch. Tony Pollard was getting more work than Zeke. Zeke just looks burnt out. He's had a crazy amount of touches in his career. And I just, I think he's on. So people say running backs hit a cliff. He is falling down the cliff right now. I would get out, get what you can, unless you're just going to ride with him. You're going to say, this guy is going to stay on my roster till he's done because this is going to be the last time you can get any decent value for him. Tier 4, Josh Jacobs. Now, I debated having Josh Jacobs in this tier versus Tier 3 because he's only 23. He just cannot stay healthy at all. He, he plays through injuries like crazy. Don't get me wrong, the kid's super tough, but he cannot stay healthy. And that offense just does not want to throw him the ball. I don't know why. They just like Devin Booker. They like bringing in these other guys who take away touches from Jacobs. And it doesn't make any sense to me. That offense scores points. He gets red zone touches. But with Josh Jacobs, it feels like he'll score you 30 points one week and then zero and then two and then 30 and then two. And it's there's no consistency. And that's not what I want in my RB1. If he's my RB3, I'm okay with that. But my RB1 or my RB2, I like to have more consistency. I like to have a decent floor of 10 points a week where he just doesn't give you that because he has no, he doesn't have the receiving work. He gets pulled out of games a lot. He's very game script dependent. On games that they win, he scores like 28 fantasy points. And on games where they lose, he scores seven. So it's like, can you really trust that guy week in and week out? Or do you just play him in games you think they're going to win? My next guy in tier four, Austin Eckler. I love Eckler for the next couple of years. If you can buy Eckler at a decent price, I am full and I'm in the process of trying to buy him right now. And the guy's price is just too high, but I love Eckler. So he's 25. He's a pass-catching back, though. He doesn't have a lot of workload. He has a couple injuries last year, but his low workload means that he doesn't... Like, he never took the high-punishing hits, so he's going to, like, last a little longer, in my opinion. Um, They're probably going to... I don't know if they're going to bring in someone else in L.A., or if they're just going to use Joshua Kelly and hope he develops, or I don't think Kalen Balazs is going to stay because he was more of an Anthony Lynn guy. But Eckler's gonna get those receiving ball, the receiving work, and that offense is gonna be good. Justin Herbert's a stud. That offense is gonna score points. I think Eckler's gonna be a big proponent of that. If you can, if you are in a win now mode and you can use Eckler for the next year or two, I would go out and buy him. And if you are not in a win now mode and you have Heckler, I would wait till the season starts. He'll do good a couple games, and you can sell him for a lot more than you can right now because the price is pretty low on him right now. Next guy, in tier four, Miles Sanders. I have just never been a Miles Sanders fan. Never have him on none of my rosters, and no, I've never been a big fan. Um, he his rookie year last six weeks, he was good. But when I watched him, it was never like, wow, that guy's really good. It was he put up the numbers, but the way he get the numbers never really surprised me. He had the one big run against the Steelers this year with like the eighty yard touchdown, and you can't take that away from him because that's part of his game. But I just I don't like relying on the guys who need to hit the home run in order to get their points. I'd rather take the Nick Chubb, who's six yards, six yards, six yards, touchdown. Versus a Miles Sanders where it's like negative one, zero, zero, 85-yard touchdown. And it's, you don't because you don't know when that's going to happen. He did not have a good year last year. That offensive line was not good. Now, I think that offensive line is going to be better this year on people coming back. But Jalen Hurts, as a rushing quarterback, could open up more lanes for Miles Sanders. But I don't think Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback. So I don't think they're going to be winning a lot of games, which means they're going to be throwing the ball because they're down, because that defense is not good. Not a very good for Miles Sanders. He's twenty-three. I am. Uh, I'm pretty out on him. If you could sell him, I don't think the price on him is very high right now. So I'd probably wait till he has a big game and then sell him. My last guy, in tier four, James Robinson. No one knows where to rank James Robinson. Like if you, if someone came out and said like he's our guy, like he's the every down back, he'd be a tier tier two, tier three guy for me. But no one knows are they gonna bring someone in? Does Herb like him? How do? They, no one knows how they feel about him. So everyone's kind of up in arms about where to rank Robinson I would not sell him unless someone offers you a really like if someone offers you one of the tier 3 guys straight up I would take it but I like James Robinson as a talent I like him as a player the UDFA you know he came out and he earned that job but the UDFAs don't usually have a long lifespan in the NFL like Eckler is the exception where he's viable year after year after year but he's a pass catcher James Robinson is less of the pass catcher more of a typical running back so he's going to be good, going to be a stud, and just no one knows if he's going to be getting that workload, so that's why I'm in Tier 4. All right, last guy, or last tier, um, Tier 5. Now, there's none of the guys in this tier that I really love. There's a reason they're Tier 5, they all have big question marks, or they're just kind of meh. So top of Tier 5, I have Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt is super talented running back, no one could doubt that. When Nick Chubb was out, he was a stud. He was RB7 without Nick Chubb this year. And before Nick Chubb went out, he was also RB7. Like, he's consistent. He's good. Um, You just limit your upside greatly. Number one handcuff in the NFL, without a doubt. But week to week, you limit your upside with him. So, not someone I'm looking to trade for or trade away. Just kind of, meh. Uh, Next guy, David Montgomery, 23 years old. I'm selling David Montgomery. After that year he had, or the end of the season, I'm just getting out. I'm getting whatever I can take any value I can really get out of him people are high on him I'm not I don't want any part of that that offensive line is bad who's their quarterback going to be next year we run running it back with Mitch Trubisky Nick Foles like they lot they didn't get Stafford they didn't get Wentz I don't think they're gonna be able to get a Watson so at this point I just don't really know who they think their quarterback's gonna be so next guy Chris Carson 26 seventh round pick a while ago, won the job out from Rashad Penny. He's a good running back. Don't get me wrong, I like Chris Carson, good running back. But where is he going to be playing football? Dude also can't stay healthy. It's two years in a row where he just gets banged up and misses a bunch of games. But like the big thing is no one knows where he's playing football. I don't think the Seahawks are bringing him back. Who's going to be like, yeah, I want Chris Carson as my lead running back, the guy who can't stay healthy. I think he's going to end up in a committee somewhere. I think, if anything, he's going to take value away from another running back. And I'm just trying to get rid of Chris Carson. I know a guy in a couple of my leagues has been trying to sell him when he can't get a second-round pick for him. So uh, I think he's on about to hit that cliff and his fall off on value. I would take what I can for him. Next guy is the opposite, A.J. Dillon. 22 years old. He could be the best buy of the offseason, or he could be the worst buy. If Aaron Jones goes back to Green Bay, A.J. Dillon's worth a bag of chips at max. But if Aaron Jones leaves and it's just him and they bring back Jamal Williams... Then all of a sudden you have a guy who has the opportunity to be an RB1. So he's in Tier 5 just because the unknown. This dude could not be on the list next year. He could be in Tier 3. He looked good in his two games, but are you really going to rely on a two-game sample size to determine how good someone is? There'd be a lot of people in Tier 3 if you just relied on two-game sample size. So AJ Dillon, Tier 5. And the last guy I just have on here because I wanted to talk about him. Kenyon Drake, I have zero interest in Kenyon Drake, if you can sell him, I don't care what you get, if you get a second round pick, I'm taking it for Kenyon Drake, he's 27, he had, he was decent in Miami, he'd be like a low end RB2 consistently, because he'd catch some balls and be okay, score some touchdowns, but he had the year in Arizona, half the year, he was an RB1, he was a monster, then this past year couldn't stay healthy, his efficiency was bad, he looked slow. Just get out. Take whatever you can and get out. So that's my top 24 running backs Or I just wanted to discuss for this tier list. Um, tier 3 sold a lot of the young guys, a lot of the older guys too. Try to, moral of this is just try to buy those young guys while you can because I don't like a lot of the running backs coming out after this year. So I think there's going to be an RB deficiency in Dynasty. So try to load up on them if you can. This has been Dante Cavallo with uh, your daily Dynasty Dynasty for Dummies, Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Dante, ask me any questions or anything you got, and thank you guys for watching.